Hey, welcome to the Vision Slightly Blurred podcast by Photo Shelter. I'm Alan Robayashi. And I'm Sarah Jacobs. Hey, Sarah. Hi. How are you doing, Alan? <laughs> I'm doing great. What are we talking about today, Sarah? We are going to talk about when is it okay to give away photos for free? This is like a perennial topic. I think in part because a lot of um, photographers are often asked by companies to either work for free for credit um, or they're just not paid very well. But the flip side of that is there's so many ways now that you can participate on these online properties and end up giving your way f- your photos for free. And I guess I want to kind of get your take on all of those. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason why this came up is because I was using the Google Maps app and I went to this little wildlife nature area in Hawaii and uh, I, for the first time, I decided to take a little panoramic and submit it to the app. When you submit your photo to Google Maps, there's no indication of terms and conditions. So you don't actually know what you're submitting to. And then when you view, once that, that photo is approved and you view that, underneath the photo it says, this photo may be copyrighted. So that's the only indication you have. Um, that's like a little, and, and so when you saw that you weren't getting any kind of notification, did it make you like pause to be like, should I upload my photo? I kind of saw it as, I mean, naively I saw it as, you know, for the better good Okay. because I've obviously used Google maps before where I'm checking out the photos online to kind of get a lay of the land. Yeah. I mean, I do it before I go to a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I do it before I go to a store. So... You know, the, the, the flip side of that argument is that obviously Google has many ways of monetizing this content. So we're just creating content on behalf of Google or at least augmenting content, content on behalf of Google. Um, a lot of uh, corporations use the Google Maps API to create their own custom maps. And when they call other photos that are in the repository that you and I have uploaded, um, they pay for that extra for that access. So Google is monetizing very directly our content in a way that most consumers aren't aware of. Interesting. So that gave me a little bit of pause. Sure. You know, there's this whole discussion about how uh, in social media, we're the product, right? And the, and the customer is really these brands who are spending to access our content or our, our, our information, the big data, um, because we put all that content in. And I think there's so many discussions in the past, even six months, even in the past week, about privacy concerns that keep coming back and how we don't really understand how these companies are using our, our information. Um, and nor is there really anyone advocating on the customer's behalf within these organizations. And if they are, they don't have any power. Totally. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you used the word uh, for the be- you, you were okay with uploading the photo for the betterment of the community, for the betterment of somebody looking up this particular spot on Google Map and you helping decide, oh, yeah, I'll go there. Sure, because, like, look at this beautiful photo of this place. And you, you had forwarded me the email that Google Maps had sent you. Yes. And, and I was really fascinated by the language that Google decides to use because they say in the subject head, it's like your photo is helping people. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, and then it, that gives you a little, oh. A little I'm, warm and fuzzy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm helping people. You know, and it uses the words like improve and you're making a difference. Like, I don't know. So 
that's a different angle, I think, than like Facebook takes. It is. I think in the nuanced discussion that there can be more than one reason for why we do things, why we make a decision and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you can actually help other people while simultaneously making money for Google, while they're simultaneously invading your privacy because you turn on <laughs> phone tracking for everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, Google knows everywhere you go. They know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, I still think, you know, of, of all of the technologies that have come out in the age of the Internet, if Facebook went away, we'd, we'd be okay. If yeah. Google Maps went away, <laughs> we'd, we'd be screwed. We'd be like running around in circles, like unable to find each other. Yeah, I mean, I think Google Maps is is really, and Google Maps plus all of the like being able to calculate directions, uh, travel times, you know, departure times, arrival times, using photos, using Street View, like that actually has uh, a lot of benefit to humanity at large. Um, whereas, you know, you turn off Facebook, what do you... You're fine. Yeah, that's fine. true. Yeah. Yeah, wait, you bring up um, Street View, yep. which is different than a user-submitted thing. And it must have... I don't know how much it costs Google to, to do Street View, but, I mean, that's literally a car driving everywhere <laughs> Every with a massive street. camera, yeah. right, above it. Like, I wonder why Google was like, you know what? We need more photos. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, what? Google Street View was enough, wasn't it? I, I think because they can't update... The content quick enough because they only have, you know, even if they have a fleet of 100 cars, yeah, it would take them, you know, probably years to cover every single road in the United States, let alone all the other countries that they, they participate. That, that's fair. And so it's know, like a resource. Yeah. Thing. I mean, I think in, in urban areas, particularly, particularly in, in New York, you see turnover of storefronts like all the time. Um, and so they're sort of relying on the u- user generated community feel to make it happen. And, and again, if, if we were just in our hometowns and somebody was like, let's pull together all of our collective knowledge to make a little guidebook, we'd be <laughs> like, cute. that sounds great. That's so cute and endearing. There's something about the scale at which Google does it that makes it all of a sudden unpalatable, which is, I mean, that's what makes Google a viable business is the, is the scale aspect yeah. of it. Well, I was looking into like, because after you forwarded me the email, I'm like, well, what's the incentive to upload a photo, right? Yeah. Like, you're okay, you're helping the community, and they're obviously like trying to pound that into you with the email that you get. And it's a lot like Foursquare. Basically, you can like get, re- I didn't even know this, you can get recognized on Google Maps, and then you're like a quote unquote local guide. Local guide. Like, wow. I mean, and that brings it back to what you were just saying, like, how cute, you know, with the community coming together and making a little guide map. I mean, it, so it's like trying to replicate that. Yeah. But it's creepy. It's creepy because they they understand the psychology of manipulating people. And by calling you like the mayor, you're the mayor of this right. place. Like you're right. like, oh my God, right. then I have to keep going and participating in this <laughs> right. thing. And similarly with the local guides program through Google, you know, you, you accumulate points through Google Maps to become a local guide by submitting photos, by writing a review, by um, fact checking, you know, hours at a at a... Store, mm. um, and so they don't really care about the content type. They just care about refreshing the content, yeah. and then they have these different levels of local guide that are sort of akin to being the mayor, right? So we're all working for Google. We are so working for Google. 
And, and so the thought occurred to me, you know, when, when I got that email from Google Maps saying your photo has been viewed um, 200 times, they send me an email almost weekly. You know, there's, it's obviously triggered by some threshold, like another hundred, you, you're really helping. Imagine if you got a tenth of a penny for every view. That right? would be or chill. If you got a penny for every thousand views. Um, really, I mean, they have the infrastructure to do it because they know exactly who we are and they have our credit card <laughs> yeah, information yeah, yeah. in there. Right. Um, I, I, I really wonder how, how much would that cut into their profitability, but how would that really affect the economy? Could local guides actually make a partial living by being these active members of the community? Yeah. Because they're being compensated with money, right. not with recognition. Right. That's a really good point. We should be getting like pin- slices of pennies for that. I'd, now, here's, here's a question for yeah. you about when, and then we can move on from Google Maps. But was the photo that you uploaded taken with your phone or was it like a properly shot? Because <laughs> you do photography. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I travel a lot. I have some, I have some decent travel style photos, but definitely for this, I'm like, I'm only using my phone. Right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, so exactly. if you see the photo, it is, I did use the panoramic function because it, the scene was wider than I could capture with my phone. Thus, it's like high noon, so the sky's a little bit blown out. Um, so <laughs> when I think about what is the, what is the actual economic value of that photo? Yeah. From a professional sense, it's close to zero. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's close to zero. It's not, you know, I think, I think scarcity drives, uh, the economic value of things. So if I had a photo of, of a polar bear in Antarctica at a specific place, like that has more economic value, whether I shot it on my iPhone or whether I shot it on a $10,000 camera. Um, similarly, this was a little bit off the beaten path. So I, I think that's different than shooting a Taco Bell that everyone passes by every day. So, <laughs> right. you know, there's these weird calculations. But again, yeah. you know, if it if if there was a tiered payment structure, you know, who knows? I would I would be more likely to upload an iPhone photo onto Google Maps if I knew that there was like a money incentive rather than me just being called like a local guy. It's like, who cares? <laughs> that's not care. even exciting. Local guy. <laughs> local guy. No, I want to be the mayor. No, that's a four square thing. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I also saw the Wiki, Wikipedia Foundation, Wikimedia Foundation. Yeah. Uh, has something called the Wiki Shoot Me uh, project or an, it's an app. And, and when you turn it on, it uh, uses your GPS in your phone to say, hey, you're near something that we need photos of. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So now, not only are you like <laughs> the bitch for making <laughs> photos, can I say that? Yeah, you can. Not only are you the sucker <laughs> for just standing there and, and taking the photo and then submitting it, now it's like, oh, by the way, there's something two blocks away from us. We could really use your photo. <laughs> could you just take a little quick yeah. detour? Now, I will say, to, to their uh, uh, credit... They use a Creative Commons designation. They do. When you submit that photo. Yeah. So you do have a little bit more control over it, although they obviously have exclusivity to use on the Wikimedia properties. But the question comes up again, you know, people think of of Wikipedia as being like this really altruistic blah, 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 blah. And then when you look into the whole background of it, it's like they got a ton of money. A lot of the reviews are written by a very small number of people oh. who skew male and white and middle-aged. Uh-huh. 
which is, you know, it's fine when you're talking about, uh, you know, what, what's a, what's a stock, what's a stock and what does the stock price mean? But when you're talking about like historical events and people <laughs> and like, it makes a difference. The point of view makes a difference. Yeah, totally. So Interesting. Th- there again, I'm, you know, all of these things that seem simple, like you're walking around, take a photo, upload it to our thing and help the common good, which is part of the truth, but it certainly isn't the whole truth of how the content helps these companies. It, you know, my relationship with Wikipedia, if I want to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you meet it on so, Tinder? <laughs> uh, no. At business, in, when I was working at Business Insider, we relied actually a lot on Wikipedia for photos because it was pretty accurate in terms of labeling what was in the Creative Commons and what was uh, co- had copyright and what didn't. And so things that were in the Creative Commons that just needed um, a credit added to it, we were allowed to use. So I would pull photos from Wikipedia like on a weekly basis in order to illustrate some articles. I've done it. How, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a... I don't know. So there's that. So then you're giving, right? So let's say you, your photo is uploaded because the app warned you, you know, we need a photo of this place. You go take a picture. And then all of a sudden, like there's an article about that place on a, on a digital media site. Um, and the photo editor or like the journalist is like, Oh, I need a picture of this place. They're going to go to Wikipedia and they're going to be able to use your photo. And then your photo is on a news site possibly. Right. So that, right. that's an important thing to just, I don't know, remember. Ooh, and about. it may or may not have the proper attribution, right? Because right. some people are Nazi about putting the attribution in and some people don't care. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I know. It might be like a random intern that's like their first week and they don't know how it works. And yeah, that's using your photo. The other thing that I find is what sort of mental calculus I use for using like a Wikipedia photo, like a Creative Commons photo. Or, or advocating on behalf of photographers, but then being put on the other side when I need to illustrate uh-huh. something for which I don't have a personal photo. Totally. And that would be, can you give us an example, just like mm, the listeners, yeah, so they so know what you're talking about? I, I've written a couple blog pieces on, uh, on physics, uh, the physics of photography. Uh-huh. And there are some things like um, sound waves or light waves that, okay, yeah. how the hell am I going to get, like, I can't take a photo of that. Right. I need like a scientific illustration right. or, a, you know, some microscopy or something. Totally. Um, and it's available on Wikipedia. Yeah. So I, I justify in my head, well, that it's for science. So of course it's okay to use <laughs> rather than license, but I don't know. I think that's kind of a, it's probably a bit of a spurious. Yeah. Decision. Well, another place you can go to um, that's a little old school and I haven't thought about in a long time, but is Flickr. They have Flickr, a yep, Creative Commons. Yep, they have a big Creative Commons bank. Bank, and what's different about that, obviously, is it's like each user decides. Oh yes, yes. I want this to be a part of the Creative Commons, whereas um, people uploading to Wikipedia might not know the rules or whatever. I, I will say that I, I have used Flickr in that capacity in the past. Mm-hmm. They have recently uh, been acquired by SmugMug. And as a, I didn't know that. Yeah, as a result of that, SmugMug said we can't kind of do this unlimited storage anymore. So if you're not, oh yeah, if you're not paying, okay. you're limited to a thousand photos. So I, I wonder this. how many of those Creative Commons available photos are now. Oh, it's deleted. Gonna, it's going to affect that. I right. bet. Yeah. Because what's the incentive? Right. Uh, yeah, and my guess, this is my I don't this is like slightly educated guess is that most of the photos that were in the Creative Commons were done by amateur photographers. 
that's because I've looked at a lot of those photos. <laughs> and they're not so good. <laughs> and they're not that's that what great. you're saying? <laughs> so they might have like tons of crappy photos on their Flickr and like now they're going to all be deleted. That's a, that'll be interesting to see how that's affected. There's often uh, conversations in some of these private professional photographer photo groups that I belong to on Facebook about nonprofits and working or giving away photos for free or them asking for photos for free. I have certainly um, worked with nonprofits uh, and allowed them to use my photos without compensation before. And again, I wonder what the I wonder what the calculus is for individuals. Some of these NGOs are huge, billions and billions of dollars. Um, they ought to have budgets for photography mm-hmm. rather than asking a person who's living from paycheck to paycheck to subsidize their cause, whatever it is. It's different if you believe in that cause and you are, you want to use your photography and you volunteer to use it. That's a completely different thing than saying, hey, will you work for free? Yeah. Then like setting up shoots yeah. and so working for free. Have you uh, shot for free? And what was the circumstance? Have of I course sh- you've shot for free. Yeah. We all I guess do. I have. Yeah. <laughs> now that, I mean, but not... Not for any major company, but like, you know, what have I shot for free? Like friends? Yeah, friends, right? Friends Friends. that need headshots. Okay, what about friends that have small businesses and they're like, eh, can you... I've done that. Oh, I haven't done that yet. Have you done it for like uh, (laughs) like nonprofits that you're friends of friends or things you care about? Mm -mm, No. But you know why, Alan? Why? Because I started my photo career at Photo Shelter. (laughs) (laughs) And what's wrong with that? preached the gospel to never shoot for free. And I I will say that that has affected my decision-making around what I shoot and how much I charge. I, again, I I think it's up to the photographer to decide whether they want to shoot for free, not for a corporation. I would never advocate shooting for a corporation, but for a nonprofit like a school or like a church or a soup kitchen. Like if you make the decision to shoot for them, the way that I generally treat it is I want to introduce these organizations to high quality photography and push them in the direction of building a photo budget because they see the value of having better photos mm-hmm. and encourage them to say, well, now hire someone for like a thousand dollars for your next event, because this is the level of photography that you can get. I feel like a lot of organizations that, that haven't worked with professional photographers or videographers or audio engineers need kind of a little... Here's a little taste. Yeah. Have a little taste first, yeah, right? Yeah, of how like seamless and easy this can be if you hire a professional. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's, I mean, again, is that sort of fallacious thinking on my behalf? I, I don't know. I mean, part of it is because I selfishly like <laughs> the creation process. Sure. So you're doing these shoots for free, just to confirm. Some. Some, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. it isn't my intention to like indefinitely do it for free. I want to create, I want to help... The organizations that I'm a part of, I want to help them understand the value of photography and videography and help them create a a template and a playbook for how to manage that on their own in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of my Mm -hmm. internal thought process there. I see. Okay. Got it. (laughs) The the last (laughs) non-controversial thing for me in regards to free photos is something that I've railed on for probably two to three years, and that is this company, Unsplash... Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know it. <laughs> so for the listeners out there, if you don't know what Unsplash is, Unsplash uh, is a website that gives away huge, high-quality photos for free. And they give... So photographers opt in. Yeah. Right? The photographers, I think that's an important part. Yeah, they to, upload yeah. their content. And mm-hmm. then like some of these photographers have had their, their photos downloaded millions of times for free. Yeah. The company was started by a uh, by an organization that was about to go out of business. And they had these leftover photos from a photo shoot that they did. And they said, why don't we just throw them up for free and what happen- see what happens? And that became the basis for the business. And so they use the free content as a referral mechanism for what is, I believe they're like uh, the developer company. Like you hire them to, to build out a website or a project or design. I can't, I can't remember exactly what they do. But, but it, it strikes me that it's sort of similar to this Google Wikimedia thing where people submit content for the thrill of the likes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the thrill of the downloads. Somebody, somebody else cashes in on, on that fact. Yeah, yeah. Unsplash has been around since 2013. That surprised me. Yeah, I mean, they certainly have gained velocity in the past two years or so. Like, yeah. everybody knows Unsplash. And a lot of major companies have partnered yes. with Unsplash. I, I recently noticed um, a uh, there's a campaign for the shaving the shave razors, for razors called Billy. And it was photographed by this amazing photographer. I'm blanking on her name, young lady. Um, and they put the photos up on Unsplash after the advertising campaign came out. And I was surprised to see them. I was like, what? I wondered what the business decision was to do that. Like, where's the benefit? There have been instances in the past where companies will throw out, for example, images because of the meme potential of them. Okay. Right? Okay. So, These were very like beautifully shot already. These are not me- so meant not for like memes. There's no like the brand and the razor or anything oh, like no, that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. No, it's like a it's like of young women and the photos. Yeah, and I and all, all I hoped was I was like Jesus. I hope this was in her contract. You know that it was like a buyout and that yeah, they were going to be uploaded into Unsplash. Ugh. Makes me makes me. You know, some Cringe. some of the contributors to Unsplash use it as their own referral mechanism. They say, well, I'm a designer, but here's some photos that kind of show off my aesthetic. And then people are introduced through them as a marketing mechanism. And, you know, those are the, those are the types of um, success stories that get into the press and mm-hmm. into the media. Mm-hmm. And I always say you can't judge a, a platform by sort of the outliers. Like, okay, so... You know, one Twitch guy or one YouTuber makes a million dollars a year, but everyone else makes like two cents. <laughs> so oh, that's a good how point. successful is Unsplash for people really? Right. Yeah. And at what, at what point does that, you know, I pejoratively will call it a house of cards, but at what point does it all just sort of collapse around you? Because there's no financial underpinning. Like people have to pay their bills. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know, but it's like, how much of that responsibility do you put on the user versus the company, you know? Like, these people know yeah, what they're getting, I know. getting into. It is frustrating. Um, but, I mean, Zach Arias, photographer, um, brought up a really good point. I think he made a rant video. Two, early. he made two, yeah. Oh, he made two? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> early last year 
about how like none of these photos are model released. And like, that's a huge, huge problem, huge problem. Like, you know, advertisers can't be downloading these photos and using them. Like there's no model releases attached to them. And you know, the thing with model releases, it's, the photographer can say it's model release and not have it actually be model release. Yeah. And it's, on, it's the onus of the company that uses it. Right. So right. there, the company is still going to get sued. I mean, they can sue the photographer for, you know, making a false claim, but they're still going to be, be sued by the person who's depicted. Right. Um, for uh, rights of publicity. That's the only so, reason I would upload photos so that my friends could then sue once, oh, you know, like well, Coca-Cola. Well, let's do a photo shoot after this. <laughs> what are we waiting for? Yeah, exactly. Let's upload them all to Unsplash. And we'll just tag like every major brand in them. Perfect. So the, the, the outcome of our discussion is uh, don't work for free. I think that's uh, what we're trying to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't work for free. Except for Google Maps because we really think that's a good service. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because you're improving people's lives and you're a local guide. And that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) You know, another company that likes to use photos for free. Who's that? Apple. (laughs) Apple. They're running in January and into February their contest for hashtag shot on iPhone. Shot on iPhone. And they're looking for images shot on an iPhone to use as billboards and commercials for more iPhones so that more people buy more iPhones. <laughs> and it gives me weird feelings. Yeah. So the initial con- the controversy was that they were basically crowdsourcing these images without compensating and claiming, I think, by submitting you were giving up your copyright. Yeah. And by submitting, all you had to do was write a hashtag. <laughs> hashtag right. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've, I've actually written about before, which is, is, is a hashtag consent for right. someone else to claim your copyright. And I can't that, be, it just can't seems, be. Right. Would that hold up in a court of law? Yeah. I just don't think it would. I think if it was super unusual, yeah, like this was shot on iPhone and by submitting, you know, hashtag by submitting this year, blah, blah, yeah. um, like maybe, yeah. but probably not. But so, uh, a professional photographer, tweeted at Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. To he, say, he wrote an open letter on Reddit. On Reddit as well. Okay. Yeah. And? Well, and he was like, yo, Tim Cook, this is messed up. Like, you need to be, at least be paying these photographers that win something in order to use their photos for these advertisements, which I think makes a lot of sense. So then Apple reversed it and they were like, okay, fine. They put out a new press release saying that they would pay the winners a, quote, undisclosed amount, which like... Oh, I want to know the amount so bad. <laughs> but I bet you like the winners are going to have to sign some kind of like NDA that's like, never tell anyone how much we paid you. Yeah. Well, guess. you know, if you go to Getty Images, for example, and you look up a licensing fee for a billboard, so a billboard for a month, um, it's really not that much money. You know, it's a few hundred bucks for no, a month. I think. I think it's more than that. Well, let's, we'll look it up and then uh, we'll put it in the, boop, you know, we'll insert it right <laughs> here and let you know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's not, it's not in the thousands of dollars if it's stock. Okay. If, sure, if you sure, were sure, hired sure. as a creative fee and then as part of the licensing fee that it was going to appear in billboards and magazines, then of course you're talking yeah. tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that's curious to me about the whole situation is Apple and Google with their Pixel 
smartphone recognize the value of photography on these devices. They know that people are using these devices to capture photo and video. 100%. So they're, they're, by investing in these ad campaigns and by investing in the tech and the AI that's going into these computational photography devices now, they're admitting how important photography is. But on the flip side, they're not willing to pay for it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, the what? irony, Alan. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I- I'm curious, like, would they have to double check? Like, was this actually shot on an iPhone? There have certainly been issues in the past where, mm. you know, c- camera company X touts the the image quality of their new camera. And then you look at the metadata and it turns out it was shot on a Nikon or a Canon. Or, you know, yeah. So it's been a problem in the past. Yeah, it's yeah. awkward. Yeah. So um, they probably checked the metadata before announcing the winners. Yeah. I would assume. And you know what? They, they were, they were using an image from Petra. Yes. Um, as a part of the promotion, which was stunning. It's a beautiful image. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I've been also wondering at which, at what point are we going to stop caring whether it was shot in an iPhone or not. I mean, the, the yeah. devices oh, are yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. Like, yes, who cares? Yes. Oh, God. Whenever I go to an Instagram page where it's like, all of this was shot on an iPhone or like yeah. every, unless noted, everything was shot on an iPhone. And I'm like, I don't give a or, or uh, Excuse iPhone, me, I don't care. <laughs> iPhone contests, iPhone photo contests, like yeah. who cares? Yeah. Well, you know, every time a new iPhone or a new Pixel comes out, they always try to land uh, a cover shoot of a national magazine. As if that's like some claim, like, oh, look how good it is. Well, if it was good last year, then of course you can still use it for a cover this year. <laughs> yeah. So who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Time did it once or more than once. Yeah. And it was fine. It was fine. And now we're over it. I'm over it. So are you going to be submitting, Alan? I will not be <laughs> you know. You know what I'll do? I'm going to take that Google Images photo, yeah. Google yes. Maps photo, and submit that and see if I can get anything out of that nice billboard. I want you to put... You should definitely do that. And I want you to put that like on Wikipedia. I oh, want you to put it on everywhere. the iPhone. I want you to put it on everywhere. I'm going viral with that one photo. Flickr. Of, of some wildlife refuge in Pearl Harbor in Honolulu, Hawaii. Perfect. Photo Shelter is the online leader for photography websites and workflow tools. Archive, distribute, and sell your photos in a mobile-friendly, responsive website. Try one free for 14 days at photoshelter.com slash podcast. Then download one of our free educational guides at photoshelter.com slash resources.